All right. Uh, hello, Chapo. Back again. Thursday, June 1st. Gentlemen, what have we got on the agenda today? Have, uh, have, we, have we recovered from our, our boredom and depression after watching that Obama working miniseries this week? I'm almost back up to pre-Obama bungler weight and, and energy. It just I just keep thinking, like, is that it? Is that what everyone's like? Is that what it's like to be here? Everyone is just waiting to die? Well, you, you wait till someone comes and takes care of you at the, the largest employer in southwestern Mississippi. And if you're really lucky, you get to go to frickin' uh, Kroger with the president. <laughs> so, yeah, things are going pretty good this week. Uh, I guess um, let's start off. Would it surprise you to know there's a new MAGA Iraqi dinar style money scam out there or more money making opportunity, depending on how you look at it. Someone's definitely making money off of it. <laughs> I mean, you remember when they uh, revalued the dinar, right? Yeah. Who, of course, could forget. Um, and if you didn't get down on that, you're probably kicking yourself. But um, this is uh, uh, NBC News. Trump bucks promise wealth for MAGA loyalty. Some lose thousands. Well, I mean, they didn't get the right kind of Trump bucks. They should have invested uh, in the good kind, or they should have just been wiser, or they should have just invented the Trump bucks to begin with. So uh, this is a great a money-making opportunity out there for people who love uh, former President Donald Trump. It says here, in the recesses of the internet, where some of Donald Trump's most fervent supporters stoke conspiracies and plot his return to the White House, suspected con artists have been mining their disappointment over the last presidential election for gold. They've been peddling Trump bucks, which are emblazoned with photos of the former president and advertising them online as a kind of golden ticket that will help propel Trump's 2024 bid and make the real patriots who support him rich when cashed in. John Amon told NBC News that he bought $2,200 worth of Trump bucks and other items over the past year, only to discover they were worthless when he tried to cash them in at his local bank. So he's gone on Twitter to warn other Trump supporters not to fall for this scam. And he this says, is the itchy and scratchy money. It's <laughs> no, not accepted anywhere. I guess that's like good hearted, but that's kind of like. I mean, it's like warning people not to trust a man who says that he uh, owns magic jumping bins. <laughs> it's 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 warning people like, hey, um, Paul Bunyan isn't actually real. If a guy shows up to your house and says he he knows Paul Bunyan and is going to take you to meet him, don't trust him. Like this is not a warning that most people need. I I, I appreciate how brazen they're getting with the yeah. uh, fraud. You know, at first it was just. Uh, hey, uh, donate to this pack that'll help the president. And uh, oh, we're not going to tell you that we're going to be recurringly billing your credit card for the rest of your life. And and now they're doing this just fraud, like this this exchange this for goods and services, and then they, it's 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 literally this is counterfeiting. Yes. So that like it's so somebody one one of these is just going to start breaking into people's houses, <laughs> and they're just going to leave a card that says like Trump was here and he liked your stuff and he was impressed by it, so he took it. <laughs> Duct taping a whole family. To you should be honored. President you Donald be Trump honored. in twenty twenty four. Yeah, no, they, and like the thing is, uh, and John Amon, the guy who lost uh, twenty two hundred dollars on this, is uh, you know he's going on Twitter and doing sort of a um public service announcement alert if you got scanned scammed if you purchased any of the trb systems items you got scammed the trb vouchers djt golden checks djt diamond checks trb golden checks have no monetary value they are commemorative only 
And what I like about this is like, at least the Iraqi dinar was like a real currency. This is just exactly, monopoly yeah. money. This is just it monopoly was money. At one point, by <laughs> <a> central government. <laughs> I mean, this is this is like one step below telling people like, hey, just a fair warning: the money that you, the points that you earn at Dave and Buster's, cannot be used to pay your mortgage. I just found out the hard way. You'd figure that they would tell you, but they don't. <laughs> so this this article needs to answer the real question, which is not how they stole this guy's $2,200, but how this guy had $2,200 in the first place. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like a failure that this guy was allowed to accumulate that yeah. much at once. Yeah, like he needed to have like a conservator or something to like only pay out money that he needed and that was authorized. He cannot just be allowed access to legal tender. Since your NBC News has identified the Colorado-based companies, well, of course, it's in Colorado. <laughs> it's where a lot of this shit is based, I imagine. Uh, says the Colorado-based companies behind Trump books as Patriots Dynasty, Patriots Future, and USA Patriots, and reviewed dozens of social posts, online complaints, and hundreds of misleading ads for the products. Additionally, NBC News has found at least a dozen people like Eamon who say they invested thousands of dollars after watching the pitches on Telegram and other websites that strongly suggested that Trump himself was endorsing these products. Now I'm questioning whether he is aware of this, Eamon said of Trump. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, if I'm you told to him about it, he'd probably think this is a good idea. I endorse it. <laughs> I'm beginning to think this wallet inspector uh, wasn't real. I like how, like, no matter what awful thing happens, like, any any bad thing you can think of, it's happened to someone like this. Like, you know, uh, the, their family was like, you have, exa- you, you know, you have exactly enough money left for uh, insulin and, and uh, pudding. And don't, you know, don't go spending it on some goofy currency scheme that you read about on Facebook. And he's like, gotcha. And then this happens. You know, no more insulin. Uh, it's always a Trump-related thing, but it never... It, they immediately find a way to, like, exculpate Trump. They're like, I don't think he knew about the official thing that he yeah. appeared in an ad for. That he was in a video saying, this is the best way to invest in currency. This is a, a, the greatest risk-free currency investment of all time. Uh, so, a little, a little further down, they start to explain, like, what the... Uh, what, what, what this what this is really all about. And it says here... Since 2020, when Joe Biden defeated Trump in the presidential election, Internet hucksters have been selling pro-Trump products like coins, checks and cards and marketing them as novelty items. The fine print on the websites offering these items usually note that they are memorabilia. But on social media and in promotional videos, many featuring faked celebrity endorsements, the sellers have tapped an audience that believes Trump's ouster was part of a great conspiracy and that by investing in the Trump rebate banking system, or TRB for short, Trump will reward their loyalty by making them rich. Those who buy these items, the ads from Patriots Dynasty, Patriots Future, and USA Patriots suggest, will be rewarded when Trump unveils a new monetary system that will turn these products into legal tender worth far more than the purchase price. What I like about this is the idea that Trump has like ever made anyone who showed him loyalty rich. Like he hasn't yeah. even well, paid like that, any contractor who's ever done a job for him. Well, not just that. Like that's like, you know, just paying someone for a contract. This is like this would be like the biggest thing since Bretton Woods, you know, the Bretton Woods collapse. Yeah. Where he's like <laughs> Hey, you know, we're like we we left the gold standard. We're leaving that system 
and we're entering a new a new like I, I guess me based currency system. <laughs> All like the U.S. dollar and like therefore much of global currency markets are based on me, this guy who's well, going to live another three years. <laughs> well, I mean, like there there are photos here of what you get for investing a hundred and fifteen hundred dollars in Trump bucks, and you get a handful of coins with uh, Donald Trump's uh, face and profile. You get something called the TRB membership handbook that looks like a passport, and then you get what looks like a fake checkbook that says "Golden Patriots Future TRB System Membership." So I mean, uh, it says invest in a TRB membership card issued by issued by Donald Trump. The ads from Patriots ninety okay, uh, and Patriots USA claim, and the purchaser who spent say ninety nine ninety nine on a ten thousand dollar diamond Trump bucks bill will be able to cash it in for ten thousand dollars at major banks and retailers like Walmart, Costco, and Home Depot. And uh, did you catch the thing about how they used fake celebrity endorsements? Like, I don't know if Trump actually. I, I think he. I think he endorsed one of his uh, platinum gold coin collective memorabilia scams, but perhaps not this one because maybe in the one Trump actually. And this one, as it makes clear in the article, they were using AI to make Trump like talk like Mr. Ed and say like, uh, "I buy my money." Buy my money. I got this hot new monetary item coming out. Just trust me. Yeah, I don't think he knew about this one. I, but I think if no. he found out, he'd be like, oh, God, this is genius. Sign yeah. me up. I don't think it would be like too far for him. I don't think he'd no, be like, of course no, not. He, he wouldn't be like, oh, there's a line. It's just like, it's too, there are too many moving parts. I feel like he'd get bored, you know, if you explained it to him. It's not like the, the Trumpy bear or, you know. Yeah. Like the commemorative coins. Everyone understands commemorative coins, but this is just, this is very complicated. Well, here's the thing, though. If I have this idea, hey, I, I could get these idiots. To, like, you've you spent years presumably scamming these people, and they keep coming back, so you keep trying to see what you get away with. And you get, eventually, you realize, oh, I don't need Trump. I don't need to have him authorize this. I could just no. put his picture on yeah. this and yeah, create an AI script, and it's the same thing. So why would you even involve him? Why would you give him a, a, any kind of cut when you can keep the entire fucking cake for yourself? Um, I, I think it's, I think I mean, like I should make clear here to anyone who has uh, purchased a Donald Trump mega jackpot diamond check that like <laughs> they are they are legal tender, but they're held in banks. And they become real tender when you take them out of the bank, but you have to take them out of the bank with a gun. If you bring your gun <laughs> yeah. to the bank and explain to the teller that you're there to take out $10 million in Trump bucks, um, like they just explain it to them calmly. And if you, have a, if you have a long gun with you, they will know you're a patriot and that you are entitled to the mega Trump rebate when he uh, refinances our banking system with his, his images, with just selling images of Donald Trump as our new legal tender. You also um, you also have to take you also have to keep as many notary publics in the bank with you for as long as possible. <laughs> and if the notary like, public is a pregnant woman, that counts for double. That's twice as like, notary. And like look, and be be respectful. Many of the people in the bank will not have will not have purchased Trump dollars, so they'll be they'll be there to conduct business in, you know, in, in US Treasury yeah. currency. So just like when you come in the bank, just ask everyone to just sit on the ground and not speak when you approach the teller with your long gun. But like yes. this is all legal. This is all legal. This is hundred percent legal and endorsed by Donald Trump. I'm a little fuzzy on this. So 
the idea was we're creating a new banking system with a new currency, and this is the new currency, and we're selling it you to you at this value now, presumably to build capital for the for the fight to in, uh, enforce it. And then once it's a thing, it'll have a much higher face value, and you'll yeah. be able to exchange it for all these goods and services. If that's the case, though, then why are these guys trying to get like real money, a uh, 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 U.S. currency for it? Because that would be that would be pointless because yeah. that's going to be going away. The U.S. <laughs> no, dollar no. is going away. No, 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 no. Let me. No, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. Let me. You know, I've decided I'm on their side after thinking it over <laughs> since I found out about this four minutes ago. I mean, look, foreign banks keep foreign currency reserves, right? You know, if you're the central bank of Kuwait, you still have, you know, American dollars, British pounds, even if you don't like agree with that, with what that country is doing. Like if you're Saudi Arabia, you're still taking money from atheistic countries like Great Britain, you know? Mm. And if you're the, this new thing, the central MAGA bank, where they're, you know, realistically in about two years are going to overtake the Federal Reserve and the U.S. dollar. You're still going to like you still need to facilitate trade. You still need foreign currency reserves. So they're still going to have the U.S. dollar like that. Just that's just, you know, to get it off the ground. But just, you know, give it give it three years, give it three years and see if the MAGA dollar doesn't replace the dollar, the petrodollar, the petro euro, the Amero, all the other things that people talk about, the new global reserve currency. Yeah, that'd be funny if the Trump rebate banking system was like the new Amero. It was the new North American currency or some sort of uh, global money. Um, let's, 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 let's investigate further, though. It says here the TRB system membership cards are official cards issued by Donald Trump to allow Trump bucks holders to use Trump bucks as legal tender and deposit them in banks such as J.P. Morgan Chase, the Bank of America, and Wells Fargo. A narrator identified only as John that appears to be a computer-generated voice says in one YouTube ad just moments after cautioning viewers that Trump bucks are not legal tender. I like that they they cover their ass by just saying Trump books are not legal tender. Oh, but they can, but can be exchanged for legal tender. But you can <laughs> people like that. That is uh, that's like TikTok brain. You know, like there, everyone has seen so many finance influencers who give you the worst fucking advice ever. You know, when you're living paycheck to paycheck, that's the best time to get in the market because how could it get worse? This is not financial advice. They always have to say this is not financial <laughs> advice so they don't get sued. It's, my, it's mindset advice is what it yeah. is. Yeah, but like I, I think people just, they think that with anything. Like if you just, if you say the scam and then say one thing that, uh, you know, is against the scam, you're just, you're, you're off, you're free. It's, a, it's sort of like a, it's a sovereign citizen outgrowth. Yeah. Uh, it says here, uh, Wells Fargo has no affiliation with this product and cannot accept it for deposit, a bank spokesperson said. J.P. Morgan Chase did not immediately respond to an email from NBC News seeking additional comment. Well, there you go. Uh, just don't try to turn this into Wells Fargo. J.P. Morgan Chase, they're trying to keep it uh, a little bit down low right now, probably so all their executives can cash out with their, their golden Trump, uh, Trump bucks parachutes. They, yeah, you know they what? didn't say no, did they? Yeah, they didn't say no. Um, and like, I look, it, I haven't been able to confirm or deny reports that China is buying up most of the U.S. reserves of Trump coins. So what is that? What should that tell you? Yeah. 
All right, so uh, now like the, uh, the, they have like a little further down. Uh, they go. F- uh, this is like under the subhead how it spreads, and it says here uh, fawning reviews are posted on dozens of websites with the headlines "scam or legit" that can stack Google with positive results in hundreds of YouTube videos. In AI-generated promotional videos shared on social media and in chat groups, celebrities and politicians, including Trump, appear to endorse the scam. In one, Trump appears to announce the launch of the T. TRB system on Fox News. Let's make America wealthy again, the artificially generated voice of Trump says. In another, Twitter owner Elon Musk appears to say that Trump's certificate is not a joke. It's real. Everyone needs to get as many as they can. I spend $1 million on Trump certificates, and this week I'm going to cash out my Trump items. Soon I will be the richest person on the planet again. I like how like you can tell that like this is like translated from a different language in the AI generated scripts that are being read. And I also like earlier when like the guy said like Trump books was not legal tender. It was an narrator identified as John, but it was like a computer generated voice. Like they can't even get a real human being to front for this shit. That like that's how fraudulent this is. Yeah, this is very shoddily done. I mean, also like Trump thinks Elon's gay. He doesn't like him. Like this guy the guy who did this is not even like He's not even invested in the modern Trump cosmology. Uh, there was like that. There was that article in uh, Slate this week about the the guy went to the car dealer expo in Las Vegas, and uh, a big through line of that it was like the the thesis of the article was sort of like a Hunter S. Thompson like you know uh, fear and loathing style uh, dispatch from like this you know the what the what the free world would be doing if uh, Donald Trump won re-election in twenty twenty. Um, but like a big, a big part of the article was about how much all, all these car dealing MAGA people hate Elon Musk so much because they hate electric, electric vehicles, but not just electric vehicles. The thing with Tesla is that it has cut out car dealerships entirely. So you can just buy it directly from the manufacturer with like, you know, without any haggling, which I got to say is like, I'm not a big fan of the whole haggling ritual in buying anything. You know, it's like I don't have any epigenetic memories of being Middle Eastern, so I just it makes me feel uncomfortable. But they all hate Elon Musk, and there's a part in the article where like Greg Gutfeld tries to like get some get some chuckles rummaging through the crowd, and he starts just gassing up Elon Musk, and they like boo him. <laughs> I mean that it was not long ago, not at all. It feels like a million years, of course, or you've forgotten entirely, but he was a liberal darling. He was going to save us from a planetary extinction. He represented science. we just gave science. him some more subsidies. Someone found a tweet of his from 2018 where he's like replying to a, you know, like homophobic or transphobic guy, and he's like, oh, if you don't like that, then don't buy our cars. Love is love. <laughs> and, it, you know, you know, things can change in an instant. <laughs> It's like uh, it's like uh, like the Trump campaign now. The guy behind Operation Warp Speed is finding all of Ron DeSantis and his aides' tweets about like Governor DeSantis is moving expeditiously to make the vaccine available to all Floridians. Yeah, yeah. I like their. I by the way, um, I like uh, Christine Pushton. Oh, she's great. Or the Pusha looks, is great. Hot looks she's great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just, you know, uh, one of the best looking political operatives we've ever seen. She was like, uh, they were like, how how come there's this video of Ron DeSantis, you know, taking seven vaccines at once and wearing a mask and going, we love the vaccine and we're putting the vaccine in all the public's food. And she's like, "Uh, because in 2021, which is very long ago, 
we were fooled by Trump, who was fooled by Fauci. And it's like, (laughs) okay, so you're saying that Trump shouldn't be president because his judgment is shitty, but you you also went along with all his judgment until like a week ago. Was, yeah. She's the greatest comms person ever. I, the, the fact that you could not get a better exemplar of, of the reality of American politics. And you got two guys accusing each other of loving the vaccine and kissing the vaccine and, and all that who did exactly the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Like they, they, there's no, they both reacted in the exact same way and did the same mix of like, oh, we're going to close this and open it. the same panicked uh, like uh, rat through the maze uh, improvisation that every one of these chuckle fucks did and had the same broad policies. But they're just going to point at each other about, oh, no, you actually are the one who actually liked the vaccine. Yeah, I always hated it, even when I was doing the same thing you were. Ron, Ron, Ron was like, you know, in like November 2022, was like, all right, guys, I figured it out. I'm against masks. And that's my thing now. Uh, one more thing on uh, Christina, uh, Christina Pushaw, the Ron DeSantis comms lady. Uh, what I like about her is that she really, um, in her in her grace, elegance and beauty, truly represents like kind of traditional femininity. And sort of, um, you know, like like not not polluted by the modern world, like you know, like she looks like a normal, natural woman should look. And oh, yeah, also she was a registered foreign agent of Ukraine until about a year ago. Yeah, I mean, you could just kind of look at her and go, oh, you know, she's she's from one of those countries that they killed every physicist in the country in like 1935. You know, she's in one of those countries that like declared a war on uh, geometry and just killed every Jewish person who knew how to do math. But to see it confirmed is just a different feeling. I mean, the the Trump DeSantis thing, I mean, I, I saw Christina Pushaw the other day trying to go at Trump by saying, if you'd like Bud Light, it's still available at every one of Donald Trump's golf courses and properties. And then just someone just said, uh, just responded to her and was like, Ron DeSantis' top donor just killed himself after being being convicted of child molestation. <laughs> <laughs> There's the other one. Two, two guys who are their respective yellow kings in different parts of Florida are going to accuse each other of being pedophiles for the next year. It's awesome. It's all good. Uh, did you see Biden just fell down today? Oh, yeah. no. Oh, watch out. <laughs> Whoopsie. He go fall down and go boom, boom. He just fell on his ass at the Air Force Academy graduation. Uh, you he know walked what? off he, on his own power, though. He's got to be one of the frailest and oldest guys to fall down as much as he has and not die. He's so fucking... The thing is, like, obviously, he's his brain is made of spun sugar at this point, but his body is, like, remarkably... Uh, sort of spry yeah that's it's why like he's yeah. got this like like you see him on the yes he falls on the bike but you're trying he's like on the bike look at him he's zipping around 80 years old trump couldn't do that you know <laughs> look let me explain something to you let me explain something to you my dad was born in 1950 you know he was a little bit after the biden generation but around there right mm-hmm. and he Boomer, certainly he, yeah, like he he was a man of his period in that he would uh, eat somehow just eat fourteen hundred calories a day. You know, he'd be like lunchtime, time for four apricots. You know, time for <laughs> time for some warm seltzer and some really bad bread. And because then it, food and then, tasted bad back then, right? He had never had good food, and he's like, yeah. He'd be like, oh, it's 40 years after my childhood. There's no fucking way they got it right by now. You know, yeah. it's probably not good now. 
Uh, and then at for some reason, like right before he'd go to bed, he would do like 40 push-ups. And that's it would give you the weirdest body of all time. It would give you a certain type of, you know, lost generation body. But it's also, it turns out, the sturdiest type of body ever, because that's the body Biden has. Biden probably has the exact same routine, but added some ice cream for calcium. <laughs> and it, weird, emaciated, but wide frame, the most resistant to falls. They yeah. really were like Clint. Clint is also of that era. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And mine's oh, yeah. true. And they, they're the sturdiest fucking people ever. Yeah. Clint is like his chest is very wide, but his arms yeah. and legs are very spindly. They're very, very bean, beanstalk like. Yeah. You have to do all this weird shit that pe that like, you know, fraudsters like Arnold said was bad. Oh, don't do pushups <laughs> before bed. Why the fuck would you do that? I don't know. You're dying at 70. And Clint's getting, Clint's, Clint and Biden are living forever. <laughs> Happy birthday, Clint, by the way. 93 years young yesterday. No signs of slowing down. <laughs> He's filming the movie right now. Yeah. Uh, he, I think they all use that, that uh, chest accordion expansion thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, I yeah, think uh, that's yeah. one of the keys to it. Yeah. With the springs, I think that's one of the most important elements of any uh, long-term regimen. Yeah, the, the the greatest generation fitness program, like, you're not going to look like Henry Cavill, but you are going to live for fucking ever. Yeah. And you're going to get to smoke and eat porterhouses every day. But, like, yeah, you, you can eat your porterhouses if you do, like, 20 more midnight push-ups. <laughs> um, back to the uh, the MAGA Bucks article. There's another profile of another an another uh, poor soul who's been taken in by the... Uh, the the Trump uh, the Trump bucks. Uh, it says your um one seventy five year old Alabama grandmother who consented to having her picture taken but asked not to be identified by name for fear of internet harassment told NBC News the message she got from watching the pitches on the internet was that Trump was going to make her rich. But the grandmother, who describes herself as a real patriot, said what she got for the $1,500 she invested in Trump bucks turned out to be fool's gold. I saw all these ads on Telegram that had Trump pushing coins and checks that he endorsed and how he could cash them in after a year and make a profit, the grandmother who lives in Mobile told NBC News. I was told how you can go to Bank of America or Target or Amazon to cash them in. About six months ago, the grandmother said she gathered up the Trump bucks and commemorative coins she had purchased and drove 60 miles east to the nearest Bank of America branch she could find in Pensacola, Florida. There, she was greeted by a teller who told her she'd been scammed. When we get there, the lady tells me she's seen dozens of people coming in to cash these checks, and they have nothing to do with this, the grandmother said. Driving 60 miles to a bank and, like bring, like you said, like bringing the tickets that you get at Dave & Buster to like get a stuffed animal and just handing them, be like, I got rid of the money, tickets, please. Sadly. They don't have tickets anymore at David Buster's. Oh, it's the card, it just goes yeah. on your power card. Yeah. yeah. Welcome <laughs> to the Great Reset. <laughs> Thanks a lot, WEF and Klaus Schwab. You took the, you took down the last bastion of tradition, the Dave and Buster's. Fuck you. Um, if I was a bank teller, um, I would just cash it. I think you're an asshole yeah, if you go for don't. it. Have, yeah, they're having fun. Why ruin it for them? Yeah, you know, like... It, 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 it's like, okay, if you work at a bank and you give away like $50,000 worth of money for nothing, isn't that like working for Krispy Kremes? Like you give someone like five dozen donuts, like no one's going to notice you're making new money all the time. Just give people some day old money out the back. Yeah. It, oh my. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little stale. Some $2 but bills. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even think those are real. Yeah. 
We should bring back the two dollar bill. We should bring back some weird denominations. Love the two dollar bill. I love the two dollar bill. Uh, yeah, it's got it's got the signing of the signing, the yeah, Declaration of Independence in back there. Fun. My grandmother loved giving those to me. Oh, oh yeah, that's a great grandma present. That's a great grandparent present. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? It blows their minds. It, yeah. I remember the first time I saw yeah. one. I was like, "What?" And I stepped into a, a magical portal into a different world. I was such an awful little soda child that, um, <laughs> you know, when I, when, I, when I was six, I just didn't consider the historical implications. I was like, wait a minute, you know, like um, a 20 ounce bottle of soda costs like, you know, 125. This is perfect. I don't have to carry around <laughs> any coins like an soda. asshole. This is yeah, this is at least one soda. <laughs> and that's I kind of thought that's what they were for. I was like, oh, this is the soda money. <laughs> this is when you you really on, you know you need on. the highest this is, this single is the, serving of soda. Come on, cashiers, wait, wait. give them the soda it, money. This is the legal tender that you that you exchange for soda. But the one dollar bill was, of course, the perfect money for the ninety nine cent mega can of Arizona iced tea with like five hundred grams of sugar in it. That's for poor kids. <laughs> if you're like, from the American landed, if you're from the American landed gentry like me. You're, you weren't, oh, oh, I'm going to drink some flat sugar water? Yeah. I graduated past that. I'm not in fucking kindergarten anymore. I'm in I advanced sodas. Effervescence. Yeah. The effervescence. Give me some fucking Pepsi Blue. Also, I don't know if there were, when we were, when we were in the Midwest as youngsters, I don't think we had Arizona iced tea. I know I yeah. didn't. We did when I was a kid, but I always, I, I didn't associate it with poverty. That is just me being mean. Um <laughs> I actually, I, this is actually what a dork I was. Uh, I associated with like cool bad kids. Cause like every skateboarder kid I knew who was like all the cool bad kids I was friends with who were like, this is how you steal. They all drank Arizona. And I was like, oh, that must, they must market to bad kids. Yeah, see, for- <laughs> they must, they must buy ads in like, you know, shoplifters monthly or like, like, you know, 13 year old, 13 year olds who finger bang. <laughs> periodicals all this stuff those i wasn't just, doing in my friends mountain dew out of 20 ounce bottles that's a generational thing then for yeah. my generation they're arizona kids Ma- mountain dew was thought of as like by the time i was in middle school more of a gamer uh product mm. yeah that did happen yeah arizona arizona if you were stealing and skateboarding and God, damn, there's n- nothing looks dumber than a 13 year old boy smoking, but especially with how 13 year olds dressed in like 2004, um, doing that and like Wearing finger Mark banging. Echo jeans and uh, doing a fingering and then burning a cig. Yeah, think about think about someone who's five five wearing the biggest fucking jeans you've ever seen, smoking a cigarette and like wincing with every puff. Uh, so like uh, some higher denominations of money. Like, do you think like we should bring back? currency bigger than the hundred dollar bill and if Absolutely. so like uh, yeah like okay the two dollar bill it has a scene from american history on the back of it so like what, what would be some like not just people from american history but like uh, foundational moments that could be depicted on money woodstock 99 yeah. <laughs> yes bra- yeah. the break shit fred break durst shit. thing and yeah. break shit fred sh- yeah i think i think it should be like um if i was president and i would Definitely be like a Jimmy Carter one-term president because of, not because of my attitude, you know, I have a very luxurious attitude, but just my cultural affectations would be very Jimmy Carter. 
I would do something incredibly unpopular, and I would hire uh, Alexander, the director Alexander Payne, to do like a retros, an artistic retrospective called like Scenes from America, and I would have him do a currency series for like the one hundred thousand dollar bill called like um, you know ignominies of American history, like all the all the scenes from American history that are like scenes from an Alexander Payne movie, and it would be like. Bush throwing up on the prime minister of Japan. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, like, like Gerald Ford falling down. Uh, His son getting a shoe thrown at him. Yeah, yeah. Nixon getting high on pills and being like, the greatest title any man could have is peacemaker. And then trying to nuke everyone. I was thinking like uh, the, the scene I would like to pick it on currency is Richard Nixon on laughing. That's Sock a good one. Hey. Sock it to me. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, yeah. There are, there were like, hundred thousand dollar bills but they were used for like intergovernmental transactions yeah but i don't know why like why can't people just have them okay, it's stupid yeah. i know we should have them and i one of them should have uh edith wilson holding uh woodrow wilson on her lap like a ventriloquist dummy <laughs> yeah, oh god yeah that's <laughs> oh, a great alexander oh, Payne currency scene here's a great yeah. currency scene woodrow wilson screening birth of a nation at the white <laughs> yeah. house yes uh Who's the last these, president the, who got cheated on while he was president? <laughs> good question. Uh, R- Ronald Reagan? Yeah. He Ronald got Reagan? cut big time by Nancy, like he was, including he was, like, by Frank Sinatra. Yeah, getting to top, like, even top to Dean Martin or something. Reagan doesn't have as, uh, enough of like an internal life needed to be an Alexander Payne That's protagonist. Yeah. Like, Payne protagonists are guys who are smart enough to go, like, to know that they're losers, but not smart enough to, like, work themselves out of it. Usually, uh, maybe Betty Ford. I feel like Betty mm. Ford might have gotten. Well, up she was. She was. A, she was a bit cuckoo. She was a bit of a. <laughs> bit of Gerald. A Gerald. Gerald Ford is. Kind of, yeah, he does have that Alexander Payne sadness. Like the circumstances of how he gets in the job, yeah. him having the, to part. <laughs> he has to pardon Nixon, and everyone's like, "You fucking suck!" And he's like, "It's the only way I can. We can keep going as a country." Yeah, I'm I mean, sorry. and he wasn't wrong. Yeah, uh, his 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 wife. Drinking all that rum. Yeah. And then having to deal with fucking Ronald Reagan calling him a pussy for a year. Oh, my. He's so Alexander Payne. God, and then he, he loses yes. to Carter. He loses to the biggest pussy ever. The guy. And he also sucks. has like an awkward, like he has a specific, like awkward, like, oh, like tragic, awkward moment that helped ruin his his uh, his can- candidacy. And that was during the debate with uh, Carter. They were talking about uh, the Warsaw Pact in Poland and the relationship to the Soviet Union. And uh, Gerald Ford says, I don't think that the people of Eastern Europe are dominated by the Soviet Union. And every Polak in the Western Reserve shit his pants and he lost Ohio or and he lost Ohio. So you boom, put that on the money. Yeah. Yeah. I feel I feel terrible for him. George W. Bush is too evil to be a pain protector. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> no, I think it's really Ford. Gerald Ford is the most Alexander Payne protagonist. Everyone watched Downfall. Or descent, not downfall. Descendants. <laughs> <laughs> Alexander they, Payne's Hitler. Oh, I love the idea of an Alexander Payne Hitler movie where Hitler is like fifty and he's like, I thought I would have done more by now. <laughs> uh, oh, another thousand uh, years of this Reich. Oh God, <laughs> the monotony. Me, oh, my girlfriend wants to get married, but she like gives me a really toothy blue blowjob. <laughs> Fuck you, Mr. H. Fuck you, Mr. H. (laughs) Fuck you, Chancellor H. Fill me up. Um, Downfall is also a great movie, but I meant to say watch Descendants. 
Not the yeah. Disney one with, you know, spinning guys. The George Clooney one where he's a loser. That's a great movie. Uh, sorry, just to return to the uh, the Trump Bucks article, there's another example here. A Florida woman who lives in North Tampa and who was also asked not to be identified by name because she fears internet harassment said her 77-year-old mother-in-law was also fooled into investing tens of thousands of dollars <laughs> in Trump Bucks. <laughs> My mother in law. These guys literally, like, how much does it cost to use a chatbot or whatever to, like, generate an AI uh, recording? Like, th- th- how about, and how, like, t- it, web hosting? These guys dropped, like, $50 and then just pressed send onto an email list, and they're getting tens of thousands of dollars back. It's amazing. That's the, that's the hustle right there. That's grand set. It says here, uh, my mother-in-law has always been conservative and prone to believe in conspiracy theories, she said. But after Trump lost the election, she went down the internet rabbit hole with this. This isn't the first time her mother-in-law has fallen prey to a Trump-inspired scam. Several years back, she got into Nisara, which says that a radical reset of the U.S. economy is coming and all debts are going to be wiped out, the Florida woman said. Jubilee! She thinks she's, get- <laughs> she thinks she's getting all the money back and this will make a huge profit, too. First, the Florida woman said her mother-in-law started buying all this support Trump memorabilia from a website that clearly states it's memorabilia. From there, she went to other sites, which has all sorts of people claiming that if you buy these Trump coins or these Trump checks for, say, $100, you'll be able to take them to the bank and cash them in for thousands of dollars. To prove her mother-in-law that she had been swindled, the Florida woman said she drove to a nearby bank and urged her to try to redeem the Trump bucks in her possession. We thought she got it. She even admitted she got scammed, the Florida, the Florida woman said. But then giant boxes arrived at the house full of Trump checks and other stuff that she bought for $500 and that would supposedly be worth $6 million one day. We tell her she's getting scammed and she says, just wait, Trump will make all the patriots rich. You got you to love it. People, people wonder what happened, to, what happened to that whole rapture deal. Like around the yeah. first Bush era, this was, these people were obsessed with the rapture. It got secularized and it got turned into this horizon of uh, jubilee and and the end of suffering and the end of economic pain and uh, and the death of our enemies and it's QAnon and it's the RV and it's this and it's everything and it's the only really uh, millenniary political horizon we have left because everybody else has completely given up on the hope of anything ever getting better but they do have this this religious faith that uh, that their guy will bring about the end of suffering which of course ironically what they're actually seeking is the communist revolution that they're so terrified of patriots are in control of our banking and money and they're getting system. fat stacks yeah. Yeah. they're banded up is that a thing do you say that I'm, i've got a band yeah it's about yeah, 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 yeah. talk about yeah. bands now yeah that's the new thing i'm, I'm gonna yeah. let that one pass yeah that, that passes you know, that yeah. passes the smell check can you go band for band with q yeah <laughs> Um, so yeah, that, that's about it on the uh, the, the the Trump checks. Uh, we'll be uh, checking in on that. But um, the other thing I want to talk about uh, before we wrap up the show today is: Did you guys see this big uh, Washington Post profile of Tommy Tuberville? We're going back to back to Alabama. It's uh, Tommy Tuberville's national security advisor. This is uh, this this guy is he's quite a character. Uh, the, the, the Tommy Tuberville is that's a animated uh, character, right? That's not a human. Well, he does. His name does sound like if there was a, a Japanese anime about a football coach, <laughs> uh, you know, a guy who's never left his prefecture is like, what's that stupid name a guy from Alabama would have? Uh, Tommy Tuberville. It's Let's go with just, that. Is, it's too much. It's a hat on a hat. It's like 
there's two jokes that you can have here. A senator with the cartoon uh, anime name and a senator who is just like an SEC football coach. Like that is also absurd. You can't have a SEC football coach senator named Tommy Tuberville. It's not like Steve Largent or Steve Largent is like, you know, he just became a boring Republican, probably like a little yeah. dopier than the average Phil Graham type, but still, you know, mostly a normal Republican senator. He really is like he's like um, a character from Waterboy. Like they they put <laughs> him. It's amazing. They put him in hearings like he in committees like he's a real person. He'll be on like the the committee on like I don't know you know prisons, and he'll be like, "What about what if a prisoner gets a tattoo of the prison? Can we stop them from doing that?" <laughs> and everyone yeah, just no, has he, to pretend this is okay. Yeah, it really he, they really is like Alabama elected a a William Faulkner character whose family <laughs> keeps them locked in a barn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the article is about like the reason that, the, 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 that there's a profile of this guy is that like it says. The headline is, Meet the Ex-Food Writer Advising Tommy Tuberville on National Security. And like this guy has a profile written about him because, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Tommy Tuberville is currently stalling all nominations to the Pentagon because of the Pen- like the Pentagon will still provide an abortion for female service members like in states or like will pay for them to cross a state line. Like basically it's about abortion coverage for the US military. And he's blocking I mean he's actually like throwing a wrench in the American KKK and Imperial project for bad reasons. But like uh, so the, the the purpose of this article is like meet the guy behind uh, the guy who's stalling all the appointments to the Pentagon. Do you think when Tommy Tuberville accidentally read Settlers? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> to their white surprise. <laughs> their white surprise. <laughs> uh, it says here, when t- Senator Tommy Tuberville wanted to stop a new Defense Department policy that helped ensure access to abortions for service members after the overturning of Roe v. Wade, the former college football coach sought advice from his top military aide, a former food critic. I explained all his options to him, said Morgan Murphy, a Navy captain who has once sold his own line of bacon products and now serves as Tuberville's national security advisor. The option the senator ultimately chose was to single-handedly stall the promotion of more than 200 senior U.S. military officers. Once again, to their much to their white surprise, they thought they were uh, going to be promoted into a higher rank in the Pentagon. But nope, we got former food former food guy Morgan Murphy is on the case now. Like as we learn more about this guy, he is a he's a a charming oddball of the kind that only that you can only find in Washington D.C. Uh, it says here, the rise of political novices has in turn elevated the importance of advisors who influence them. And when it comes to Tuberville's one-man blockade of Pentagon appointees, the Alabama senator may never have known which norm to break without Morgan Murphy, whose past life included a stint at Vanity Fair, a tour in Afghanistan, and multiple appearances on the home shopping network, QVC. I am at I, heart... I, uh, I don't <laughs> trust this guy. This is a great and Carter agent. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, I know he's a food critic, probably a bad food critic if he's associated with Graydon Carter. Yeah, he's, he's an says, agent of Waverly Inn. <laughs> Fuck him. Uh, he says here, I am at heart a storyteller, Murphy said to me sitting in a Senate coffee shop in late 2021. He was cool. trim with blue eyes and close cropped curly hair. He was wearing a three piece po- wool suit and olive green with a red check tie and a matching pocket square. According to people who know him, Murphy has been dressing like this at least since his days at Vanity Fair, where he worked after college. 
uh, goes on a little bit. It says, but I was uh, just as taken in by the stories Murphy told about his life before he got to Washington, which were sometimes so good they almost seemed too good. As a young man who moved, to Al- moved from Alabama to New York City in the mid-90s for a career in journalism, Murphy sang in the Blue Hill Troupe, a premier Gilbert and Sullivan performance group. He got married in a Long Island mansion he said was rumored to have housed F. Scott Fitzgerald for a time while he wrote The Great Gatsby. Murphy was a writer himself, specializing in adventure, humor essays, and food criticism. Forbes once dispatched him to Wyoming to snowmobile through the Grand Tetons, where he wrote about yelping as he chased a pair of coyotes over a frozen meadow. Southern Living sent him in search of mom-and-pop restaurants with with recipes worth reporting to the wider world. That that gig came with an internet show produced by the magazine where Murphy fashioned himself as something of a cross between the sophisticated Anthony Bourdain and the greasy spoon aficionado Guy Ferrari. I like to say, check yo Slovakia before you wreck yo Slovakia, he once said in a local news television segment about a Texas joint specializing in kolaches, a Czech pastry. Well, I mean, Uh, good taste. Who doesn't like those? I love a kolache. Uh, later, he would appear on QVC to evangelize a recipe for bread pudding that involved a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts credited to a place called Menton's in Louisville in a segment promoting his book, Off the Eaten Path, On the Road Again. Uh, around that time, Murphy left one road and joined another. He and his wife tried to conceive a child, but they were unable to do so. The struggle to conceive taxed his marriage, according to Murphy, and the couple ended up divorcing. Murphy's ex-wife did not respond to an interview request. He never thought much about the topic of abortion, but now the idea that someone would willingly decide to terminate a pregnancy seemed morally repugnant. Murphy, who had joined the Naval Reserves in 1999, decided he'd rather serve in Afghanistan than deal with the gossiping of the ladies of Birmingham, who would almost certainly have thoughts about his crumbled marriage. He deployed in 2010 and served as a director of media outreach during Operation Enduring Freedom, briefing General David Petraeus on a regular basis and interacting with the media. So, I mean, uh, am I wrong to intuit that, like, this is just, like, another, like, really gay Southern guy who's found his way into politics? You know, like, I mean, uh, I, I hope. I, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I don't know. I don't know what's more upsetting. Like, any, any, like, any anti-abortion person's, like, upsetting. But the idea that this guy's, like, you know, my cum does not work. It's terrible. It can't create life. If you if you sprinkled my cum all over Mars, they're never achieving space travel. It's not happening. Um, but because my cum is so shitty, uh, you can't have an abortion. You can do this thing I can't do. So you have to die from an ectopic pregnancy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, that, also yeah. also the idea that. Um uh, after being after after working for Vanity Fair and having a TV show where you're like half Anthony Bourdain, half Guy Fieri, you're like, you know, I think I'd like to go to Afghanistan and serve in the military rather than having the ladies of Birmingham gossip about my marriage. That seems a bit odd to me. Uh, yeah. So here. He returned home from war in 2011 and spent four years writing his food books before going to work with his sister and father at the family's public relations agency. In 2017, he tried launching a line of bacon he called Victory Bacon. The bacon <laughs> venture failed. <laughs> the bacon venture failed. Oh, that is not epic. Good. I hope he lost all his money. I'm so sick of that shit. How are you going to fail at giving Americans bacon? Well, because there's like too much bacon already available. How do you gotta you gotta get like what's the niche here? I guess victory bacon. Victory bacon. bacon. What do you think? (laughs) It was too pandering, even for like 
Americans. He was like, I'm, like I, I was in Afghanistan. And, he tried oh, to do that in 2017. Bacon. Like, after everyone had stopped oh, yeah. caring or giving a shit about that. So Yeah, he need, that's way too late. He should have yeah. done that in, like, yeah. 2004, 2003. That's like trying to sell a pet rock in 2002. Going on here, it says, Murphy was a fun guy to talk to in the way that most skilled storytellers and, and of uh, Washington pros who charm members of the press for a living. He was clearly smart. He'd gotten an MBA from Oxford, a well-rounded hobbyist. He'd collected and fixed up old cars and was a capable stained glass artist. Wow, this guy's got... This guy's like an onion. He's got layers. Um, and he enjoyed sipping a good cocktail. And yet, there were times during my reporting when I wondered whether Murphy might be prone to exaggerating parts of his story. Like when he told me that during his Afghanistan deployment, he once found himself in a foxhole with Marcus Bruschelli, a former editor at the Washington Post. We'd spent the day at a Polish garrison hearing about agricultural production and lunched at an American contractor-run cafeteria that looked straight out of a Midwestern high school. Uh, Brichuli said in an email when I wrote to him about the foxhole Murphy said they shared. Officials later insisted that we were under rocket fire, he said, to give a little touch of excitement to the story, I suppose. Murphy maintains that they came under a mortar attack and that they took shelter in a cement culvert for about 20 minutes. I love saying that like we we lunched in Afghanistan at the <laughs> we lunched in Afghanistan at the cafeteria. This I love shit me- on a shingle is divine. <laughs> I love media guys who made up stories about getting shot at in Afghanistan. Like like fucking oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brian Williams. Brian Williams, remember? Yeah. I like the Brian Williams one because that is I don't know, it's cool when a guy that high profile is just completely insane. Yeah. I mean if you're Brian <laughs> yeah. Williams like you got to remember, Brian Williams was is the William Hurt character in broadcast news. Like he is just this very handsome gentleman who just oozed through life without any real resistance because he was a handsome, square jawed guy, and he you know was relatively personable, and he was trying to be on TV. And it's just like the world will rise to meet you when that's your set conditions. And so eventually, though, you know you you wanted to mean something, and so your job as a reporter has to have some sort of pathos to it, and. Who's gonna? Who's there to stop you from living your best life? Which is the one where you're a badass who took fire going into Baghdad Airport. Uh, another anecdote here: it says, or how he told me that when working for Vanity Fair after college, he was the personal assistant to the legendary editor Graydon Carter. Morgan was never anyone's assistant, said Amy Bell, who worked for the magazine at the time, in an email. He was far too, well, Morganish for that sort of position. Later, Murphy told me, I assisted him, but I was never his full-time personal assistant. What's Morganish? Carter himself told me a story that has become somewhat legendary in Vanity Fair circles. Once, Murphy bumped into him in the elevator and said something along the lines of, I haven't seen you around lately. I thought it was just incredibly cheeky and rude, Carter recalled recently in an email. Once again, the, the, the villain, Graydon Carter, the, one of the great villains of the 20th century, Graydon Carter of Vanity Fair magazine. I mean, well, he made an impression. Graydon yeah. Carter does remember him. Uh, later, Murphy said he got a call from a supervisor telling him that he probably shouldn't tell the hardest working guy, Condé Nast, that he hadn't seen him around the office. A few days later, Carter told me, I heard that Morgan was telling people outside the magazine that I had sent around an edict that the staff members weren't allowed to address me in public. <laughs> Another one of his stories, Murphy told me he used to date the winner of a Miss Alabama contest and that the contest winner had a handler named Nan Tynenbaum. She told me all of the Miss Alabama boyfriends, I was always her favorite. Favorite, he said. When I called Tynenbaum to check it out, she said Murphy had seemed nice enough, but he didn't think she'd ever said such a thing. I don't know what to say about that one, Murphy said. Maybe she didn't. 
<laughs> and then, of course, they talked about um, his expertise coming into uh, coming into question when Tuberville called current day Russia a communist country and said Vladimir Putin invaded Ukraine because he can't feed his people due to communism, so they need more farmland. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, Morgan Murphy. Getting to advise coach is great, Murphy told me. He has never contradicted me. He trusts me to help him make decisions, and that's great. He's never closed his mouth either. <laughs> I love that he calls him coach. I love working for coach. Well, here's I love just the, tossing uh, olives into his mouth across the table. <laughs> well, here's the coda to this profile in the Washington Post. This just came out today. Tuberville's top military advisor bows out. Morgan Murphy says he resigned after a Washington Post story suggested he took credit for the senator's military nomination blockade. Yeah, I'm sure that's it. Not all of the weird outrage. <laughs> I mean, like, the lies he tells in this piece are not that outrageous. They're just weird. Like, he seems like a Southern Santos sort of figure to me, you know? Yeah, like, he's just, he's, he's got to be, he has to be. sort of on the make and, like, constantly needing to ingratiate himself to people by telling them stories about how they were, had lunch with Graydon Carter or something like that. Yeah. I I always feel bad for someone who, like, this is, like, a, this is a big type of, you know, D.C. staffer, someone who can't withstand, like, one article, just what, not even, like, an expose, just an article where, like, someone talks to them once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, right? If the public ever <laughs> finds out about him, it's like, okay, you're done. You have to leave. Yeah, you're, because, too, yeah. I mean, you're too weird and, and uh, <laughs> everything, it turns out everything you said is a lie. <laughs> but, like... I mean, like, none of these lies are, like, none of these, like, exaggerations. Like, I mean, there's the, it just makes me think that there's something more going on here. Because, like, oh, is it, like, is it really a problem for a Republican senator in 2023 that their national security advisor is a fucking food critic who doesn't know shit about anything? I mean, like, if anything, yeah, that's, like, a, that's a benefit. I don't think that's the problem. I think, like, Tommy, too, this is probably a decision from up high from Coach Tommy himself. And he probably has some, like, stupid moral standard where he's like you can you can lie about anything but you don't lie about afghanistan ah that mm, mm. that does yeah. sound honestly you, possible you, you can that's tell exactly the kind of half wit uh like moral stand that these people make yeah yeah something where it's like you can tell tall tales all day but not tall tales that people died for because he's stealing valor is what he's yeah. doing, which is like the one remaining capital offense. I think it, I think it's I think it's related to lying about dating Miss Alabama, which is like a, a religious title in the state of Alabama. Oh. Yeah, boy, you you ain't you ain't fit to shine her shoe. Get out of here! <laughs> how dare you? How dare you presume that you could date a fine Miss Lilu, whatever her name is? <laughs> uh, well, best of luck to Morgan Murphy. Oh, and I guess uh, before we uh, leave today, I just want to know if have you guys seen the new the new boycott single? Uh, sorry, boycott target single from Fogiato Blow and the the big fat guy. I'm always I'm always banging <laughs> yeah. it. I'm, I'm blasting it and I'm banging it every day. Target uh, is targeting our children, but I, I love this guy Fogiato Blow because if you watch the video and maybe uh, maybe we can get a little edit of the the song in there, which is now number one on iTunes. Fogiato Blow is on the phone with the CEO of iTunes right now because it's broken their website. I mean, it, the is, part- it is number one on iTunes. Al- Alex Lonachin made this point. iTunes is like, that's not how most people get their music. Most people do no. not 
pay two dollars for a single song but it's a great way to know what old people are listening to i do believe that like more you know it's more old people have paid two dollars to buy this and any any other song in the last two weeks i do love that this is how you know like uh, aging suburbanites encounter rap and are like you know what this this is pretty good and all of a sudden they're just they're getting deep into it well they, they love rap when it's done by like just sort of like um there's a very specific type of body that MAGA rappers have. Elron yes. Mexico. Elron Mexico described them as Mesopotamian fertility goddesses. Yeah, styling it of Target mannequin. Yeah, it's like it's like guys who are big, you know, uh, but they're like there's something like cylindrical about their torsos. Yeah, uh, like they're wearing a barrel. Yeah, the guy, yeah. <laughs> the guy who's singing the hook in the boycott Target video, he has one of those faces where it's like. Like he doesn't like his eye, like it's like the fat on his face is like pushing his eyes shut. You know what I mean? Like he like yeah. doesn't really have features. Like yeah. Um, but my favorite part in the boycott Target video is when like Fujiato Blow is like he's like he's like the mayor of Magaville's here, and he's like you know he's like posing in all the aisles, and he's like yo cut out all this cut out all this gender stuff. You know like they're coming after your kids. And to illustrate that, there's a scene where he's looking at um. Uh, feminine sanitary products and he's just looking at a box of tampons and giving like the what the fuck face he's like yo, <laughs> yo they're selling this shit they're selling this gender shit to kids they're, they're, just like the, the tampon box was like pink and they're like yo they're talking this at kids <laughs> I, lo- I like Fogiato Blow he's like um, I think he's pure of soul I mean he's not but like compared to a lot of other MAGA people or conservative people he does like I get the sense that he believes all of it. Well, know? that's the thing. Like the real dumbasses, like the real guys who you know didn't pay attention to politics until it, they couldn't change the channel and not have it on the TV, and they're forced to pay attention to it. And then they're like, "Yo, you know what? That's fucked up." Like yeah. they tend to not be coming at it from like a specific grievance or sadism. They're just like, "What's this politics stuff?" And then they get uh, competing narratives, only one of which is vaguely entertaining, and then they go with that one. Yeah, I don't I don't look at him like I would like Dan Bongino or whoever. Oh boy. You know, he's this guy is more a victim and he's a victim of people making him see politics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and inflicting it on him. Like yeah. what, th- what did you think this was going to be good for him to see this shit? What are you doing? Yeah, I there's some, irresponsible. There's some yeah. awful member of his family who like, you know, um Yo, you, yeah, check out this Ben Shapiro video. And he's yeah. like, come on, man, leave him alone. You've ruined Let his him life. Chill. Yeah. But I mean, he would not have gotten on to the number one spot on iTunes without this is the thing. Because like it's a mutually enforcing cycle. It's like, oh, yeah, like I am an oafish uh, failed rapper, but now I'm an oafish failed rapper who can just pitch to a specific audience and be guaranteed some amount of attention. And it's like, oh, thank God you you. You saved me from mediocrity. I mean, he, could have, uh, he could have had an Ill- illustrious career without doing this. I could see I him. Don't, no, I doubt well, no, that. not not as a not as a rapper, but like but that's what he wants to be, though. <laughs> well, no, okay, he could be adjacent to rap. I could <laughs> see him. A- I could see him as like the guy who takes gun charges for a different <laughs> white rapper. <laughs> Like that's when, not as good a job, though. If you have the option yeah, of MAGA rapper prison. versus non-MAGA gun charge taker, you're going to be a MAGA rapper. Yeah, okay. Well, you say that, but, like, okay. Think about, like, uh, 
I don't know, Machine Gun Kelly. He's like, oh, I want need to get back into rap, but I need like a new story. I know, gun charges. And he has this cylindrical man that he's like, okay, you need to, you know, say that you have this illegal gun and uh, people need to sort of believe it's mine. And then you get shouted out in all these songs. I don't know. Like, uh, number one on iTunes does not mean what it used to. That is true. How much money do you get from that now? Like $10,000? I think he he would have more to gain from Machine Gun Kelly's runoff. I well, just, he has to learn that lesson the hard way. Yeah, I just got to say, I hope all the new success doesn't go to Foggiato Blow's head because I got to say, I'm a little concerned that a man of his size is that enthusiastically a fan of cocaine because I, I like that's just not a winning combination. Do you think he knows that Blow means cocaine? Like, I don't, I don't think he knows what any of it means. I don't think he knows what Foggiato rims are. I just, he just heard these things. <laughs> it's just, He's just repeating them. Well, well, congrats on the on, on the new single to him and and the whole crew, the the, the, the fat boys, you know, <laughs> disorderly. Yeah. They're, they're bringing back the a group of all fat guys in rap. Except, oh not, hell yeah, yeah. Well, there is a guy. There's a guy. They, they have to be. They have to be. They have to sneak into the house of George Soros and pose as his orderlies. <laughs> <laughs> We're creeping down the hallway and stopping and bumping into each other. Oh, they get they get really excited. They see like a big cake and they bite into it and it just all like it's spirit cooking. It's fetuses. <laughs> oh no. There is a guy in that group who looks dumber than the other guys. He's um which is amazing that there's that distinction. He has like he has one of those like digital beards. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that guy, the guy with like laser the, printed. Yeah, laser printed beard and like the worst sunglasses ever. And he's his hair is like matted into his head to like give the impression of a fade, but it's really just like I don't know, it looks like um he got sugar in his hair. <laughs> it looks like he spilled soda on himself. <laughs> Uh, more bad soda kids menacing yeah. shoppers at Target. I bet they were bad soda kids. I bet they were Arizona kids. Arizona kids or soda kids would be a good name for a musical act. <laughs> well, there is the Arizona kids. Actually, wait, no, I don't think Arizona I don't think Fo- I don't think Foggiato Blow was a uh, Arizona kid. I think he was probably he probably broke bad at a pretty old age. But when he was 12, he probably thought, like, if I get caught stealing candy, I'm going to prison. <laughs> These guys are, like, too religious to be true Arizona Yeah, kids. very developed super egos. Yeah. I think we'll uh, wrap it up there for today's show. Uh, fellas, we'll uh, talk again soon. And the rest of you will be, uh, we'll be there for you as well. See you soon, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Why they push
pushing the gender, promoting sexual genders. I'm only rocking with bruise, don't rock with no Caitlyn Jenner. You think that gay shit gon' get you paid? Yeah, we gon' see.